At Alabama Power, we've been powering Birmingham for over 100 years. Since 1906, we've been reminded time and time again of what makes the Magic City so great. Our culture, our food, our music, and most importantly, our people, are why we remain dedicated to providing our customers and communities with reliable energy. And while we're certainly proud of everything the people of Birmingham and our state have been able to accomplish, we here at Alabama Power are even more excited about our shared future. Alabama Power, powering Alabama's yesterday, today, and tomorrow. this weird um, obsession with Birmingham Wiki. Mm-hmm. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> they need to update that. <laughs> it took you a second, but you realized where that was going. Let's see what Birmingham Wiki has to say about Rick Journey. Rick Journey is a reporter and former co-host of Good Day Alabama on WBRC6. And there is a whole, like, I guess Generation Y, old enough to work with you guys. It's a whole generation that has no idea that you were on the news. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Journey right. grew up in Tuscaloosa and graduated from the University of Alabama. That's right. With a bachelor's degree in communications, broadcast news, and public affairs. He got his start as a reporter for WUAL and worked as a reporter for WCT, CFT, mm-hmm. and as news and sports director of WFFXFM. He joined WBRC in 1992 as its Tuscaloosa bureau chief. That's just, I'm old. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, I'm sitting here reminiscing with you. He later reported from Montgomery and filled in as host of Alabama Public Televisions for the record. In 1996, before joining the Good Day Alabama cast in 99. He left the station in 2012 to launch his own media relations firm, Rick Journey 360 LLC. He served as campaign manager for Paul DeMarco. (laughs) And he returned to WBRC as a reporter in December of 2015. Journey and his wife, Jennifer, have one son, Truman. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's not only a lot that needs to be updated here, yeah. But since, um, since you know, we got to start. Oh wait, hold on. Wait, Rick Journey, tell me a joke. Oh yeah. I know. <laughs> well, somebody told me the other day I had to tell a joke to get started, and I said, "Well, man, I I, I don't know if I know any clean jokes. I don't know if I'm going to do that." Nobody <laughs> said it had to be clean. <laughs> but, but, I, but, but so I sat there and I thought for a second. I said, I'm going to cheat. So here's my joke. And you're going to finish it for me. Man walks into a restaurant and orders a bowl of soup. 
Okay. He calls a waiter over and he says, I need you to taste my soup. And the waiter says, what, is something wrong? Is it hot? He says, taste my soup. And he says, is it cold? Is it too cold? He says, just taste my soup. And the waiter says, okay, give me the spoon. And he says, aha. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. We never get away. We can never escape the references to uh-huh. that great movie. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why was Cinderella so bad at soccer? Why was Cinderella so bad at soccer? She kept running away from the ball. (laughs) (laughs) And she always lost her shoe, too. (laughs) Okay, so we got the jokes out of the way. And I have known Rick since Rick was at Fox. But this is the first time you've interviewed me. I've always interviewed you. Isn't that the truth? I there you go. Yeah. I just thought of it when you were introducing me. Yeah. I was like, man. Shoes on the other foot. Uh-oh. Who would have thunk it? Uh-oh. <laughs> so we know the, 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 the wiki needs to be updated, but I want you to fill in some blanks as well. Mm-hmm. You know, tell us about your mom and them. Yeah. You know, do you have siblings? Mm-hmm. Like, what's tell us... You know what? What um, church you went to? Which hospital did you were you born in? Like, tell I, us about Little Ricky. So I think I don't know if it was always. I, I think it was just called University Hospital. I was born at UAB over on Twentieth Street. Okay. Uh, and so my first place that I lived at was a house in Green, Green Acres, right down the street from Green Acres Middle School. Okay. Yeah, and so my. Uh, my, I have an older brother who's 12 years older than me, so, of course, a little brat comes around 12 years later and messes yeah. up the whole routine. Um, so when my dad was in sales, so we moved around a bunch, like my first five or so years of life, lived in Nashville for about a year. Honest to goodness, this is before she was a big star. My, my family always tells me this. Dolly Parton lived down the street from us, and when she'd come home from working at the – I guess the Grand Ole Opry or whatever, they said that they didn't really know her, but they said she would always slow down, roll down her window, and wave at me when I was playing in the front yard. Check that out. I don't know any I, – I, I was there, but I don't remember. <laughs> so, But that's what I've always been told. So there you go. I'm one degree of separation from Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't expect that story. So lived in Nashville, lived in Jackson, Mississippi. Then they ended up uh, – in Tuscaloosa, my dad ended up working at the University of Alabama in a department there, and um, and so grew up in Tuscaloosa from there on out. It was, you know, I always tell folks. I mean, everybody loves all the Alabama fans talk about Nick Saban, and he's been incredible. He was incredible and stuff. But I always like, you know, it was it was awesome for me. I was a kid in the seventies when Bear Bryant was there, and they won all the time, yeah. and it was just the coolest thing in the world. It was yeah. a great experience. So when when this all happened with Saban, I was like, it's just too much. That's too much luck to be yeah. able to experience it a second time around. Yeah, you know? so, yeah. Anyway, so grew up there. Um, went, um, mom and dad were very involved in PTA. Went to a small school called West End when I was there. Uh, went to Alabama. Best job I ever had. Including, I love this job. Yeah. Best job I ever had. 
Yeah. I, I, I worked at a record store, Turtles. You remember Turtles Records? Yeah, I remember Turtles. Worked there through high school and most of college until I got a reporter job like at a radio station. Yeah. I worked there for about five or six years, bar none. The best job. Because we were in a mall. Right down the right down the hallway from the movie theater. As a teenager, and you're a teenage boy. <laughs> you meet girls. Yeah. You listen to music. There was a bank right next to us. So when I got my paycheck on Fridays, I went down and I cashed my paycheck, and I went back up there and I gave it back to the store and bought all the music. Yeah, it was the, it was the best job. <laughs> best job ever. Always. I, if I could find a way to get back there in that turtle's vest and pass out those <laughs> turtle stamps. Yeah, the turtle yep. stamps. Yep. I forgot. Forgot about yeah. that. I saw, and yeah, that's funny. Um, I don't see him as much as I used to, but when I uh, when I first started out as a reporter, there were more folks that I would interview, like you know, but you know, when I was in the courts and I was talking to a defense attorney or a prosecutor or something or a judge, and they'd look over and say, "Didn't I used to buy music from you?" I said, "Yep, that's I know what you bought. Funny. I know what you bought. I know what you listened to." It now, awesome. did you know early, like before? Going into college, did you know what you wanted to do or how? I wanted to be, I, I've always loved music. And really and truly, I didn't think beyond the fact that I was like, I, I want to be a DJ. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into communications at Alabama, but I want to I work in radio and I want to be a DJ. And so, you know, they, they put, you know, when you go in, you got these mass communications classes where they kind of teach you all of the different, you know, lines of courses of study, you know. And I just fell in love with journalism. And, and I was the reason I asked that question right then is mm-hmm. because you were talking about turtles, uh-huh. and I'm going to remind you about I guess about a year ago now plus or minus you called me. Mm-hmm. I was thinking you, about that today. Yeah. <laughs> tell tell that story. I got because, my I got my Sun Ra cufflinks on. That's <laughs> and if you noticed. The promo has Sun Rock played. I noticed it. You did? I did notice it, yeah. So where I was going with it was, did you want it? What took you into music? Like, was it working at Turtles? Because you have a very eclectic, Mm -hmm. you know, love of music. You love a lot of different music. So please tell. tell. It it really, I mean, it's just. No, first tell us the book you were reading. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to remember what the name. It's it's Sun Ra, The Life and Times, The Lives and Times of Sun Ra. Yes. It was was written like in 07, 08. The guy is from Greene County, Alabama. He, uh-huh. he's, he's a, he works at one of the Ivy League schools up in the Northeast now. He's getting up there in age, but he's written books on Miles and a bunch of others. But that was the first one, I think, that he wrote. Yeah. And so I'd always wanted to read it. And finally I sat down and I started reading it. And I'm going through there, and, and it's talking about Sun Ra when he was still Sonny Blunt. And, you know, he everybody thought he was an odd character. You know, he always remained an odd character. Always. But, but before he was famous, right. odd. Right. And and I'm going through there, and I saw Frank Adams' name in there. Yep. And then all of a sudden I see Iva Williams. I said, there's just no way that there's two Ivas in the world that aren't related. <laughs> there's no way. No way. And so I called you up, and I said, I'm reading about this guy named Ivan Williams. Iva Williams, who is, is you? Are you related to this guy? Yeah. Or are you just very young-looking, very old man. <laughs> right, I'm my Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you said it was your grandfather? It was my grandfather. That's so cool. Yeah. That is so yeah. cool. But now, you is Turtles what got you into 
jazz and I just, or was it before then or I liked everything. Uh you know, I always say my brother was twelve years older than me. So mm-hmm. you know, if you think about it, you know, when you're a little kid, you're going into your brother's room and you're flipping through all of his albums back in those days. And so I'm looking at, you know, and that was late 60s, early 70s, and I'm flipping through and I'm seeing the Rolling Stones and the Who and all these classic rock albums and, and all that stuff. And so I kind of got into music young. Okay. I always, always just loved music. Yeah. And, um, and as I got older, I mean, that was just kind of the thing. That was just kind of my passion. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went through when I was in the 70s, when I was a, when I was an elementary, skid, uh, elementary school kid, I went through my kiss phase because, you know, I was... I, Man, I, I, I used to love kiss. I want to know it. Yeah. I, so I go through my kiss phase and then I go through and Edward Bowser and I talk about this stuff all the time. We'll I tell stories. It's the most fun. But I go through, so back in the late 70s, early 80s, I'm in middle school, and, you know, New Wave is out, and my nickname in school was Punker. I didn't really listen to punk rock, but everybody called me Punker because punker. I, okay. I listened to New Wave. Yeah. And uh, and then somebody came in. I never had a Walkman, but somebody came in with a Walkman one day, and we didn't have a lot going on in the classes and stuff. Uh-huh. And so I said, uh, and they they said, have you have you ever listened to Prince? And I said, I said a little bit, but not much. I mean, the, in 1999, it had just come out. Yeah. And they said, well, you know, that we were talking, and they said, well, I'll, I'll loan you my Walkman today. And I listened to 1999 album all day long at school, in yeah. between classes and stuff. And after that, just changed my world. Yeah. Just changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, so yeah. you know, and so after that, and then, and then around, you know, not about a year later, I'm in a record store, and then you're just exposed to everything. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, that's really, that's, I already liked some jazz, but when I got to the record store, I was the only high school kid. Everybody else was college kids or older, mm-hmm. and um, and you know a few of the guys just started introducing me to jazz, and you know I'm snobby about my jazz too. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm a little. I, I'm not. I'm not ripping on smooth jazz. I just. It's not for me. Yeah, I like very old school jazz. Yeah, I like. I like. I like them to push. So. What other <laughs> hobbies do you have? Um, other than traveling to weird places. Yeah, I. I uh, yeah, I like to work around in the yard. It's strange. I'm building my, a fence in my backyard right now because we just need to update it. Okay. And I keep on asking myself, what the heck's wrong with you, man? Just yeah. get somebody to do it. But it's, it's save a lot more money this way. Yeah. And it's kind of entertaining. I like to read. Uh, the music is a thing. Um, I used to run years ago. I don't do that, especially during the holidays when I felt a pop when I was trying to run again. My yeah. wife, my wife is a runner. She is a runner. She she's in good shape. Me, I'm just trying to hang on. <laughs> That's all I'm trying you know to do. What we need, don't you? What do we need? A love story. We need a good love oh! story. Tell us the love story. Okay. So, um, moved to Montgomery. With Fox Six, it was Channel Six then. Okay, um, and covered the state capitol. Um, I'm just telling the way we met. Yeah. So, anyway, so we um, we're, you know, I, there was a there was a bar that had really good food in it called Buds in Montgomery. It's still around, and so it was probably about a mile away from my house. And so, I mean, yeah, I didn't know anybody in Montgomery, so. 
okay. after after work, I was almost always there. That might as well have been my second home. And I would, mm-hmm. I'd sit at the bar, talk to the bartender, have a beer. I'd, I'd be eating dinner, and I'd watch whatever the game was on TV. And then one night, um, I was with some friends there, and, and it was a crowded room and all that stuff. And uh, <clears throat> a girl that I knew, a woman that I knew who was a reporter, walked in with about three or four other young ladies, and one just kind of stuck out. Yeah. And it ended up being her birthday. And uh, Okay. And we introduced ourselves, and we chatted, and, you know, I was attracted to her, but, but you know, we just chatted and stuff, and I heard in the conversation she had a boyfriend, and I was like, well, she's cute. <laughs> <laughs> about, four, about two months later, I ran into that same crew, uh, it buds again, and we chat a little bit more. And instead of being a dog and trying to, you know, trying to move in on somebody's girlfriend, and you stuff, played the friend role. I played the friend role, <laughs> which was not, which was not the typical move I would try to do. Yeah. So apparently something was special here. Yeah. And so we played the friend role, and and we, you know, we became friends and. November, she called me when she's coming home from Thanksgiving, and she'd broken up with her boyfriend. Hey, do you want to go grab? You want you want to go see a movie or something? And we went and saw Get Shorty, John Travolta. Movie. Yeah, and uh, inseparable after that. I will never see John Travolta again without <laughs> imagining <laughs> <know> you. <laughs> I know, I know. So it's it's been we've been together. We've been married for. April will be 27 years. We've, we've got a son, Truman. He's uh, he's a sophomore at the University of Cincinnati. So okay. That's kind of becoming second home. We go up there a lot to visit and stuff. Why did you decide to leave TV? Like um, I don't I I don't yeah. want to go through who all did you interview and yeah. da 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 da. Let's let's get to because you you were like. The face, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thank it's you. no, I'm serious, and it's like the reason you're here. Most people would assume is because you're the director of communications for the city of Birmingham, but I have you here because you have been Birmingham, mm-hmm. f- telling stories in Birmingham, telling time. the story of Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In different ways for a very long time. And so what made you want to leave that type of storytelling? I, I, I love it. People always ask if I miss it. And I was like, don't miss it. Um, I love it. I loved it. It was good for me. I always say it took care of my family, mm-hmm. paid the mortgage, raised my child, provided us opportunities and everything. So I've always been thankful for it. It was just something I always kind of had in the back of my mind. I didn't think I wanted to do it forever. Mm. I wanted to try some other stuff. I was actually interested in this kind of stuff. I mean, if you think about what I primarily reported on, um, you know, it was a lot of times it was government and politics and stuff along those lines. So I was interested in that and that area. Um, and I kind of my, my personal my personal clock said probably around fifty or so. You know, unless something just blows me away and says, you got to stay, you know, I'll probably try to make a change. So roughly, more or less, around that time, I, I, I 
I didn't see this. Didn't I didn't see this happening? Mm-hmm. Where, where I am now, mm-hmm. I, I, it wasn't a plan. It didn't. It just everything fell into place. Mm-hmm. The opportunity presented itself, and uh, and I seized it and never looked back. And it's been best decision I've ever made. But but um, but you know, it was kind of I just wanted to I wanted to shift what I was doing, and I'd left for a while, mm-hmm. and I consulted and stuff, and I found out I don't like. You're the man of many talents and stuff. I, I told my my wife works for herself. She's got a great business, her own business. I said I like to work for the man where they give me benefits. <laughs> I don't like to go out and have to always be hunting for the yeah, next one. Yeah, man. If you don't shoot it, you don't eat. I, exactly. And yeah. I, and I was like, I did it, but the grind got old after a while. And so so um, another opportunity with the. TV station came back, and I've always said, man, I went back during the greatest hits of news because if you think about it, you, you know, you had um, Bentley left office, K. Ivy came into office, um, you had a Speaker of the House on trial, you had uh, uh, a Chief Justice removed from his job a second time. I covered it the first time and the second time, and then you have Roy Moore and Doug Jones running for that U.S. Senate seat. And I was like, that all happened in that short period of time that I was back, and I covered every one of those stories. And That's I was cool. like, so so I kind of told my wife, I said, I've I pretty much done everything I think I'm going to be able to do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. why not? So Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you're not hyper-focused on social media, but mm-hmm. how can people follow you? So um, I still have the page that I've always had when I was on TV and when I was off. Um, it's uh, Rick Journey, Facebook, Rick Journey. It's a, it's a public account. Anybody can join. It's, I, I think I don't like to call it this because I don't, you know, but it's, I think it's the fan page set up. Mm-hmm. So, so that's there. I'm on Instagram, Rick-Journey. Anybody can follow me there. I'm on Twitter, now X. I don't really do anything on it's just it's too it stresses me out. Let's just <laughs> yeah. say that I get stressed out. If you look at my my Twitter handle and my picture and stuff, it's, it's like those TV, bars, TV color bars, <laughs> just like tempor- temporarily out of service. That was perfect. It, it stresses me out. That's yeah. All. <laughs> so so well, and I'm on LinkedIn too. So you know, and LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's how people can follow you. What? Um. I, I, oh. If you could go back in time, hmm. what age would you go to, and what 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 advice would you tell that younger self? Ooh, that's a good question, man. Thank you. That's a very good question. I'm going to throw a musical reference in there. Cool. So, you too, Bono. Mm-hmm. Album they did last time. He's got a song called Little Things That Get in the Way. I think that's right. Yeah, that's it. It's a real slow ballad. And the first time I listened to it, I was like, what's that about? And I listened to it again, and then I read something where he talked about it. And the song is about his present-day self talking to his, like, 25-year-old self. And trying. And obviously his 25-year-old self doesn't hear him, but he's trying to get his attention to let him know, do this, do this. This is what you need to watch out for. Yeah, which is a cool concept. So yeah. I like good question. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I'd probably go back to the 
24-year-old self when I was just getting started and just say, be bolder. Yeah, it probably was a little too safe sometimes, a lot of times. And I think we all learn that as we get. Either we learn. You, to, you either, still need to be bolder. Yeah, you're yeah, still yeah. too safe. Well, well, well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Either, either, either you're too bold or you're too safe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think, I, I think you kind of learn from that and change up. So you know. Hey, I'm Charles Barkley. Call for a Redmond and water at bars and restaurants throughout the great state of Alabama. Redmond Vodka. Available at select ABC stores and package stores. Redmond Vodka is eight times distilled, gluten-free, and is made from non-GMO corn. Looking to support a local business? Redmond Distilling is Alabama proud and minority-owned. Learn more online at redmonddistilling.com. What is your favorite charity? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, several jump out there. Birmingham Promise, with my work and seeing what's happened there. My wife worked for March of Dimes, so I got to really understand, and I do a lot with them. But probably the one that is closest, nearest, and dearest to me is the Crisis Center. Mm. Um, they, uh, you know, they've they've got a number of things, that, and you know that that I, that that move me. I mean, they've got the 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 program where they help people who who are victims of sexual assault where it's that safe place in the worst possible time for them they bring them in there and they have people who are able to work with them as they kind of do what they need to do to mm-hmm. deal with evidence and stuff um but the other thing that i think people know and it's not just you know one group or anything just the phone line man just yeah. i mean you know i, I think we all at some point, we never know when that darkest moment may happen to any of us. You know, we're like, oh, I've got it all together. I'm fine. But if that darkest moment happens, you don't feel like there's anybody to turn to. You've got that number to call. You've got that resource to reach out. And they do it for, they do it as text and and outreach for teenagers. They do it for for our seniors and our elders, as well as just the general public. So, yeah, that's my favorite. Well... If you don't answer one of these questions, you're making a donation to the March of Dimes, <laughs> Birmingham Promise, <laughs> and to the Crisis Line. But they're easy. They're yeah. easy. Regions Park mm-hmm. or Rickwood Field? Rickwood Field. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Ooh. Mm. Botanical Gardens. There's a reason for these, but I'm going to go fast. I'm going to do fast time. You can can (laughs) say why. Some people say why. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Protective. Crossplex or Legion Field? Ooh, no, that one's hard. Mm. I'm going to answer it, though. I'm going to answer it. Um, Legion Field, just personal history. It's been there for me. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? Same thing. I would have tw- ten year, fifteen years ago. I would have said McWayne. Right now, I'd say Birmingham Zoo. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Ooh, that's another hard one. Um, Vulcan, because it's so close to me. It's—I mean, it, literally, I live close to it. 
Literally, it's like I can see it. <laughs> Birmingham Barons or Birmingham Squadron? Barons. Birmingham Legion or Birmingham Stallion? Oh, another hard one. Let's go Legion. Alabama or Auburn? Bama, roll tide. State or A&M? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finesse this one. Finesse it. My brother taught at A&M, so I was all in for A&M when my brother was a professor there. When he retired and I lived in Montgomery before then, I was a, I was a Hornet. I was okay. a state fan. And so after my brother retired, I kind of went back to my state connections. I like your answers. <laughs> What's your zodiac sign? Capricorn. You're a Capricorn. I forgot. That's right. Um, are you a typical Capricorn, do you think? Like, I don't know all of our traits, but people say I'm a typical Capricorn. That's what I'm told. I, I, I don't know either. Okay. I'm, I'm always like, a, a, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. Anyway, yeah. You know, I just But go, people tell you you're a typical yeah, Capricorn. Okay, yeah, so me. I know how you roll. Yeah. What's your favorite color? Probably blue. Blue. Mm-hmm. We got that note today. Yeah, so, we got that yeah, note today. We're, we're all covered. Your favorite holiday? Hmm. Still gotta be Christmas. Do you cook? Yeah, yeah. My my wife. It, this year we didn't as so much, but um, but yeah. So my son was born around Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and so when you know when he's a little one, and Thanksgiving becomes kind of the kickoff, you know, is around the birthday, so all the family, yeah. all the family celebrates his birthday when they get together for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and that kind of became the kickoff. For the holiday, for Christmas, yeah, and so you kind of stretch that over a month. So it but just do kinda... you cook? Oh, do, do yeah. you? Cook? Do I personally cook? Personally, yeah, 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 yeah. What What would be your go to throwdown meal? Oh, it's it's easy. It's easy, but it's good. Give me a couple of big ste- steaks, ribeye, bone-in ribeyes. Let yeah. me put them on the grill. Potatoes, you know what you're doing with those steaks. Potatoes. I do I always do indirect heat on them. Okay, and get them just right. Okay, and um. And potatoes, and boom. Put a glass of red wine there, and we're all happy. My man. Um, what's your favorite season? Used to be summer. It's more and more becoming fall. Okay. What's your favorite NBA team? Lakers, lifelong. Lakers, oh, yes, baby. Favorite NFL team? Saints. Who that? Boo. I'm sorry. But what? again, I've mentioned my son a lot. He's up in Cincinnati. So I told somebody today who had ties to a couple of baseball teams. I was like, you know, we go up to Cincinnati, we go to football games, we go to baseball games. So I'm becoming Saints are my team, but the Bengals are my number two. Uh-huh. And, and the Reds are more and more becoming a soft okay. spot for me in baseball. What is your favorite scripture, Bible figure, or Bible story? Do unto others. I mean, the golden rule. Amen to that. I mean, I you know, I've always is is I've always said if we all did that, if we all live by that, everybody I. Everybody be I. Mm-hmm. Tell me your job. Tell us your job. What is your job and what is it like working for the mayor in that job? So I serve as director of communications. What does that mean? It means that we um, 
whenever we're putting out public-facing announcements, my hands are involved in it in some form or fashion, even if that's, I'm just pressing send to send it to reporters, uh, to, to members of the news media, um, any, kind of, any kind of thing that we put out to the public, our team is working on. Um, I'm very fortunate to serve with just a great group of communicators that do things. What does your team look like? Like, what does the mayor's communications department look like? Does writers, mm-hmm. speakers, what does that look like? We got, we got, we got someone devoted to social media. You know that very well. We we got we got social media, public information officer who really deals primarily with the media, news media, but I do too just because it's in my wheelhouse. Um, we have a, a couple of folks who deal with the, with video and digital, so they do the they do video, they do photography and editing and all that stuff, put together digital packages. And we've got two incredible graphic designers that, that serve the whole city. I mean, you know, we, it's not just purely just in the mayor's office, but we serve the whole city. Uh, and then we have a couple of team members who um, who really are customer, customer service engagement. And mm-hmm. so one who's out in the field when people call and have a problem um, or have questions or say, we just, this, this needs to be handled. She's out in the field, talking to them, learning more, um, seeing how we can, what we can do to connect everybody to get, get the resolution to it. And, uh, another who is constantly sending the emails to neighborhood officers, updates, and also does public records requests. So when we get a lot of public records requests. Do you think, do you think you all are communicating well? You can always communicate better. I mean, that's really, I mean, that's, I think we do a good job. I think we have a good fit for what, and have a good vision of what we have, but Mm. you can, it's never good enough. It's, it's always, we always are sitting there talking about what can we do to get the message out better. There is a great quote, and I use this a lot since I, since I heard it, um, writer and, uh, philosopher and all that stuff, George Bernard Shaw said back in the I mean this was this was back like in the late 1800s early 1900s greatest quote in the world you'll appreciate this the greatest problem with communications is the illusion that it has occurred yeah you said that on that zoom the other day. that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did yeah. do that yeah but but yeah. It, but it really is it's um you think oh well we put it all out there so we've we've communicated so and then, and then you find out folks may have misunderstood it, or they didn't get it, or any number of things. You so. said by the by the time you're tired of communicating something, they just heard it the first yeah. time. Yeah, you know, they there's just, that rule of three that advertising does, and they've got to see it or hear it about three times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then if you you can get to some point where it's too much into which it's so ingrained that it's just kind of taken for granted and kind of just disappears. But, um, but you know, it's just trying to find that sweet spot. So we're always trying to do a better job. So when, when folks, when folks say, man, y'all, y'all are not doing a good job. I don't, I, I, you know, there might be a twinge of ouch, but, but you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't take it and I don't take it in a painful way or anything. I'm like, okay, what can we do to do better? How can we? How can we better serve you? That's yeah, you're early on. Um, I thought 
<laughs> Early on, I, I was, was like, like <laughs> but um, I felt like he had a problem with bragging. He had a problem with communicating what he was doing. He had a problem with saying what was going on because it may look like bragging and whatnot. But I, I personally think you guys are telling your story well right now, and I Thank just, you. I just really. You know, I I I can't see what you guys could do better. Um, but Mr. with that being said, you've you know communications, right? Mm-hmm. Um, from a, a a news perspective, from a city um, perspective, corporate perspective. What advice? would you impart as a as a as a professional as as looking out at small businesses give people some advice on how to communicate their stories better know what you know who you are i mean really know who your authentic self is know what you have to say to the community if you want to communicate with folks know what it is that you want to tell them and and do it and say it again. And, and and after you say it, remind everybody you said it. Mm-hmm. And stay consistent. Don't don't slip away from that. I mean, that's simple advice, but that's basic. Basic. What can we expect from you, your office, from the mayor in 2024? What's coming down the pipe? Man, you know, it's going to be a fun year. I was doing some work on this ahead of time. I mean, just because it's going to be such a historic event for us, and I know everybody wants a ticket to it, but I'm I'm just excited about MLB coming to town. Yeah. And before everybody says, oh, I'm going to call Rick and ask him about a ticket, that's Major League Baseball. That has nothing to do with us. <laughs> You know, I am going to vouch for you on that. That is way above our pay grades. It's like I don't uh, even have a ticket to that I, one. I, yeah, that's what folks ask me all the time. I'm like, you know, I have a feeling that I'm probably going to be in a command center somewhere watching it on TV. Yeah, so I'm the last person to ask. But it's so exciting, man. Yeah. I mean, it's because you asked me about Rick Wood, or you know, which one? You know, mm-hmm. regions. Regions Field is incredible. We all know that. Yeah. But, but Rick Wood is the original man. That's and, right. And I always tell folks, my favorite. I'm so one of the big best things about this is all the renovations that are happening to Rick Wood Field right now, which means they're going to bring back the Rick Wood Classic. You know, two yeah. days before. Yeah. That was always one of my favorite days of the year is to go to the Classic. Yeah. And uh, man, you you sweat when you go to that game. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's, high, it's high. that's right. It's that's high. right. It's summertime, but, but, baby. But it is special when you yeah. go to that game. And and you know, so I just love the fact it's happening. I think it's just so cool. I think this moment to you know to celebrate Willie Mays and everybody else is going to be so cool. So we've got that. We're going to be rolling out the um, information on the streets that are going to be repaved. Now that's getting down to earth, practical words for everybody. But we're going to have some information on that in the coming days to kind of identify where we're going to be doing it this this year with street resurfacing, and cool. um, just keep on rock, rocking and rolling. Celebrate our city. Celebrate the people of our city. If you could have a superpower, mm-hmm. what would it be? 
<laughs> I was about to say being invisible somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the opposite, though. It'd be good to have two or three of me. <laughs> sometimes. That's a new one. Sometimes yeah. where you can just kind of, you know. And maybe one of them gets to do the chilling while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. Got any shout-outs? You know, I always got to shout-out my, my team, the the folks I work with. I mean, and I love – I mean, I, I don't know – I mean, I know it's cliche to say it, but I do. I love my team. I love the mayor's staff like family. I mean, they really are. Um, but, you know, Bowser and Toy and Shonda and – and Marie and Roth and Aaron and Marcus and Bree and Sybil and Brianna. God, I almost forgot somebody. And, you know, so I got to shout all of them out. Love them. So, man, thank you for joining us. It's great being here, man. This is fun. And I want to thank you all for listening. As always, a huge shout out to Creed63 and UrbanHam.com. God bless. Hey, this is Dr. Cree. I am a board-certified family medicine physician, and I'm the owner of Brownstone Healthcare, where our mission is to take care of the everyday person who's overwhelmed and overworked and looking to live a healthy, happy, and whole life. We have a direct primary care service where you can pay $70 a month to have all access to meet your physician, have discounted labs, and imaging if needed. So you'd pay the $70 a month, no matter if you're insured, underinsured, or have no insurance at all. Call us at 205-202-5650 or go ahead on the roll today at www.brownstonehealthcare.com.